it's so not necessary to name stuff after yourself. Like, why do dudes want to do this so badly? So either this is the lie. Or our math is Or (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Judging by my other math skills. (laughs) Our geography is more about, like, physical geography and political geography and culture. I didn't say the question. This is taken straight out of chapter one. Hello and welcome to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast, the trivia podcast that can't be trusted. Each week, our quiz master presents you with four big facts on a topic, but one of those facts is a lie. And we are doing back to school for our theme this month, since many people in many places are either back or soon to be going back to school. And this week, our quiz master is Soups. Hello. He is going to be doing ninth grade geography. So we have a special format this month. Soups will give you four questions with four answers, A, B, C, D, and he will tell you the correct answer to the question. But for one of the questions, he will tell you the wrong answer is correct. So join me, Andy, and our other host, Tanner, in figuring out which question he's lying about. All right. So we're doing ninth grade geography. Mm -hmm. Before we begin, let me give you a little bit of 101 on K-10 education in India. Okay, yes. In India, we have multiple education boards that set the curricula of the school. Mm -hmm. One is called the Central Board of Secondary Education. Okay, This is the one that I studied. This is like run by the central government. And across the country, the schools that follow this education board, the course and the material... It's the same. It's standardized. It's standardized. It's the same textbooks. The second one is called Indian Council of Secondary Education, which was actually set up just after India's independence to replace the Cambridge School Certification. Okay. So this was sort of India's version of the English education. Okay. Okay. And then the third you have every state in India also has their education board. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And then you have the fourth one, which is the IB and the A-levels, the so-called international schools. Yes. Yes. I feel like many U.S. listeners, we don't really use the term secondary school. Right. That just means high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. It's like seventh and up. Correct. And IB system and all these things, like, I don't know anything about that. We don't use that in the US. So (laughs) I know it exists, but I actually don't know what like the levels mean. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Our boards are most similar to the different states. Yeah, we have like states. IB is like the Swiss board. I think it yeah. originated in Switzerland. Yeah, I think it's more European. Yeah. yeah, and it's like 11th and 12th. So like senior secondary. Right. I didn't know that. Okay, All right. Cool. So this is going to be relevant. Wait, so is this ninth grade in India? Correct. So we're going to be oh. doing, I've taken content from the ninth grade geography from the Maharashtra state board. Maharashtra is the state where Mumbai is the capital. Okay. okay. So that state board's ninth grade geography textbook, wow. all the content. All right. So this is like probably very similar to our ninth grade. So the first year of high school would Mm -hmm. be in the U.S. Right. So you're about 14, 15. 14, 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's correct. All right. So (laughs) are we smarter than some 14, 15 year old Indian kids? Let's see. We'll soon find out with the low hanging fruit of the week. Oh boy. This is the easy one. This is the easy one. Yeah, we got this. All right. Okay, cool. How many longitudes can be drawn on a world map? Keeping an interval of five degree each. <laughs> Whoa. Longitude is the up and down ones, right? Longitudes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's usually it's 
like kind 24 because it's yeah it's more of a math question because <laughs> i was thinking of like hours you know like you right. divide it by hours but you've divided by degrees right so there's 360 so divided by five right 72 there you go yeah that's correct okay that was more <laughs> math yeah. that was more <laughs> math. listen i didn't say the correct <laughs> take it straight All right, out of I am, chapter one <laughs> now I'm, I'm very terrified that that was the Easy. low <laughs> yeah Okay, cool. Question number one. The latitude and the longitude of Beijing are 39 degree 56 minutes north and 116 degree 24 minutes east, respectively. If it is 9.21 a.m. in Greenwich, then what is the time in China? Your options are 3.21 p.m., 4.21 p.m., 5.21 p.m. or 6.21 p.m. <laughs> I got a... Think about this just a for guess, a second. Okay. But I want to hear what you say. This is the right answer. Okay. So the answer is option C, 5.21 p.m. Yeah. Okay. And what time was it in Greenwich again? 9.21 a.m. All right. So the so, cool thing I know about time zones in China is that the whole country is one time zone. Yeah. Because it's the same time the whole yeah. country. So I yeah. know you that. You passed the trick question part. <laughs> yes. Yes. But this is interesting because wow. so, you start with Greenwich yeah. and then you go back yeah, so this question makes me think that there's some kind of like calculations involved right. that you can puzzle this out, which I think is kind of strange because the time zones are not geologically derived. So it's weird to think that you could guess it from the longitude, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it makes sense theoretically on the earth. Right. Yeah. There should be 24 time zones, one for every hour, and then right. everything along that longitude should be that time. But right. then you would split countries and you would have different parts in different time zones. And yeah, so I think okay. you make a good point. All right. So let's try to puzzle it out. Maybe the way the book intends okay. you yeah. to All right. do it. That would, that would be, that would be interesting. Know? What was the given longitude of Beijing? It's 39 degrees, 56 minutes north mm -hmm. latitude. Okay. That's and not relevant information. 116 degree, 24 minutes east longitude. Right. 116. 116 east. Okay. And Greenwich is zero. Yeah. So if you divided it into five degrees, mm -hmm. you'd have 72, mm -hmm. but we only need 24. So that means that it's 15 degrees per hour. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay. But then we have to divide 116 by 15. Sure. If I was sitting down taking this test, I would go, okay, it's very close to 180. So it's almost all the way around the world. So which one is closest to all the way around the clock? So I guess you could do it the other way if you did 180 minus 116. And uh -huh. you just said it was 180 minus 120 estimated. So that's 60. Uh -huh. And then you divide that by 15, which is three. So that means that it's three hours earlier than 12 hours. So, so that yeah, means that was nine it's nine, nine hours from Greenwich time, which was 9 a.m. I would go 12 hours later than 9 a.m. is 9 p.m. Minus 3 would take you to 6 p.m. Sure, but that's not the time he said. Yeah, and 621. Also, no, the no, correct answer is 5.21. And then also, that's not what I would have thought from experience either. So now I don't know. Oh, man. Why? What do you think from experience? Because I was thinking from Korea. Yeah. Because I know the difference in time in Korea. Yeah. Because we used to live there. Seven hours from here. Yeah. And we're one hour ahead. So it would be eight hours. Okay. Which would be his time. So now but, I don't know. Uh, okay. But yeah, so like we came up with a different number than what he said. Mm -hmm. So either this is the law. Or our math is off. Or <laughs> exactly. Oh, judging by my other math skills, but you helped. Yeah. <laughs> you did the math. Yeah. Okay. 
It's a group project. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to question number two. Filling the blanks. There is a discontinuity between the continental crust and oceanic crust. It was first deduced by a scientist called Blank and is named after him as Blank Discontinuity. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and your options are A. Mohorovicic, B. Gutenberg, C. Conrad, and D. William Morris Davis. Wow. The right answer is option A, Mohorovicic or the Moho discontinuity. I do not remember learning this. <laughs> yes, this is not a thing I ever learned. I don't know what a discontinuity even means in this context. Okay, so we've got like continental crust and oceanic crust. So the continents are basically silica and aluminium. And because of their high proportion in this layer, the layer was earlier known as Sial. S-I-A-L. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, okay. They're chemical uh, symbols. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so this is what we're on. Correct. This is the continent. Correct. And okay. then you have the oceanic crust, which is the second layer of the crust. It is made up of silica and magnesium. It was oh. earlier called SEMA. Mm-hmm. And the difference between this is not like a straight line that as you keep digging, you're going to go from one crust to other. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. It's and not like we're the, on top of the oceanic correct. crust. Correct. Okay, and this is known as the discontinuity. So mm-hmm. Mohorovic ah. was Croatian geophysicist. Okay. Knew he was a Slav. Definitely sounded Slavic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So on 8th October 1909, there was an earthquake with its epicenter in the Pokuplie region somewhere 39 kilometers southeast of Zagreb. Okay, Okay. in Croatia. In Croatia, correct. A number of seismographs had been installed beforehand and this provided valuable data Mm -hmm. and then new discoveries were made, right, based on this data. And so he concluded that when seismic waves strike the boundary between different types of material, Mm -hmm. they're reflected and refracted, just like as a light striking Uh the prism. And that's when earthquakes occur and the two waves the longitudinal and the transverse propagate mm-hmm. through the soil with different velocities at different mm-hmm. rates right. that makes sense yeah and so by analyzing all of these data he concluded that earth has several layers above a core mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was the first to establish based on this evidence from the seismic waves that the discontinuity is what separates the continental and the oceanic crust mm-hmm. okay cuz it didn't look like his calculations would have looked if it was just like two pieces of bread on top of each other. Instead, there was like a creamy layer in between or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. What were the choices again? Yeah. So option A is Mohorovicic, which Mm -hmm. is the right answer. Option B is Gutenberg. C is Conrad. And D is William Morris Davis. Okay. This strikes me. I don't know very much about Indian learning styles, but it sounds more like Indian than like American where you memorize a fact, right? It's very important that you know who developed this. Yeah, I had a similar feeling about the question too, where like this isn't really the kind of question I would would see on a test in the US. There's no way to apply your knowledge. Yes. I mean, when it comes to learning, memorization is involved. Yeah. You have to memorize certain things just to get going. Mm -hmm. Right. But at a certain point, you kind of move on to the more analytical stuff, the harder stuff, the stuff the computers can't do. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Like if you forgot this guy's name and you understood the concepts well enough, you could describe it without his name. Yeah. And Tanner knows I have a lot of opinions, particularly in medical. 
language. Yeah. That was my area of research. But just in general, like naming things after people is so irritating. It's <laughs> yeah. not necessary. It. It's so not necessary to name stuff after yourself. Like, why do dudes want to do this so badly? Yeah. yeah. I just think like it's your duty to humanity to give it an easy name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it is interesting to look at the difference from our other episodes, the kinds of questions. This is very different and I'm bad at them. <laughs> yeah. I'm bad right. at this kind of question. Yeah. Right. As far as the show goes. The story in Karosha sounds the good. The story, yeah. The story is, I don't think you're making that part up. You could be making up it's Croatia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Off to a good start. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You're getting completely wrecked by this. <laughs> yeah. I hope listeners continue listening. <laughs> Okay, question number three. What will be the relative humidity of air whose absolute humidity is 20 gram by meter cube and vapor holding capacity is 30 gram by meter cube? Your option A is 66.67%. Option B is 33.33%. Option C is 19.27%. And option D, 100%. Okay. First thing I can draw from this, the answers seemed to be following a pattern until the third one. So it was 66. Right. And then 33. Right. So, okay, two thirds, one third, and then 19.27. Yeah. I, I don't know that as a fraction off the top of my head. And then 100. Right. Well, I mean, I even take a step back further here. Yeah. And the concept of absolute and relative humidity. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing. Absolute humidity is literally how much water is in the air. Mm-hmm. Correct. So like it's absolute. Mm-hmm. And relative is what you get when someone says like, okay, the humidity today is 75 or 100% humidity. Right. And what was the right answer, Soups? Option A, 66.67%. Nice. Two All right, two thirds. <laughs> These are so much harder than the actual math questions we had to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So okay. you have the absolute it's- humidity is 20 grams per meter, cube. meter cubed. Correct. And the vapor holding capacity was what? 30 gram by meter cube. Okay, 20 sure, sure. divided by 30, Right. two-thirds, 66%. Yeah, so, yeah. that makes sense. That, that seems out. simple enough. Yeah, the capacity is what you would divide it by. So right. I think that's that makes like, sense. That's how much water the air can hold mm-hmm. and how much water is in it. Yeah. Yeah, and but it's interesting because I did never think about when they your phone tells you 100% humidity, don't even bother straightening your hair today. Yeah. How did they come up with that? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. I know. And I think it's really, really helpful that the names of these are descriptive. Yeah, and imagine if it was called like the soups volume is <laughs> 20 grams per square meter. Right. But the tanner coefficient. The, the, but the tanner <laughs> capacity is 30. It's like, what? I don't know what any oh, of that yeah. means. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, question number four. Yeah. <laughs> these are characteristic clouds, which are indicators of thunderstorm. These look like huge mountains. These are dense and dark in color. There is thunder accompanied by lightning. They bring rain and may sometime bring hailstones. Which type of clouds am I talking about? A. Cirrocumulus B. Altocumulus C. Nimbostratus D. Cumulonimbus Answer Answer is option D. Cumulonimbus Okay. Yes. This is something I feel pretty confident (laughs) on. Yes, this is a question I do feel really good about. For okay. some reason, we spent a long time on we clouds. We did talk about clouds a lot. Yeah, yeah, I remember talking about clouds, but again, not in geography. No, right. This was no. definitely not in geography. Our geography is more about like physical geography physical ge- and yeah. political geography and culture. Right. It's kind of a bit 
of like almost anthropology. Yeah. Right. It's definitely but, social. But for children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, social studies. Yeah, it's the same. It's just that it's divided, right? So part two, you have a section on physical geography. Okay. Oh. Then you also have a part on culture. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we spent a lot of time on clouds in science class. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also knowing Latin. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. You can break down some of these words into different parts and roots. And if you know the Latin term... It makes it easier. ...how they're describing the clouds. Right. Okay. This is a storm cloud when you see it coming... Essentially, the this is a storm. This is the fancy Latin name for a storm cloud, yeah. which yeah. I also have a gripe with. <laughs> but we don't have to get into it. Yeah, right. Okay. Those wow. were my four questions from ninth grade geography. <laughs> wow. I really hope some ninth graders are listening to this and just laughing at how <laughs> dumb we are. It is like easy, easy, wow. easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because you just studied it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I still stand by my statement that I made many episodes ago and was apparently very controversial that kids are dumb. <laughs> okay. You're allowed to be dumb though, because you're a kid. They're learning. You're still learning. Yeah. Okay, so that was eye-opening and very interesting. Can you please repeat the four questions with their four options, and we will guess which one of your correct answers you lied about. Question number one. The latitude and the longitude of Beijing are 39 degrees 56 minutes north and 116 degrees 24 minutes east, respectively. If it is 9.21 a.m. in Greenwich, then what is the time in China? A. 3.21 p.m. B. 4.21 p.m. C. 5.21 p.m. and D. 6.21 p.m. And the correct answer is option C. 5.21 p.m. Question number two. Filling the blanks. There is a discontinuity between the continental crust and oceanic crust. It was first deduced by a scientist called Dash and is named after him as Dash Discontinuity. A. Mohorovicic, B. Gutenberg, C. Conrad D. William Morris Davis. And the answer is option A. Mohorovicic or the Moho Discontinuity. Question number three. What will be the relative humidity of air whose absolute humidity is 20 grams by meter cube and vapor holding capacity is 30 grams by meter cube? Option A, 66.67%. Option B, 33.33%. Option C, 19.27%. And option D, 100%. And the correct answer is option A, 66.67%. And finally, question number four. These are characteristic clouds which are indicators of thunderstorm. These look like huge mountains. These are dense and dark in color. There is thunder accompanied by lightning. They bring rain with storm and may sometimes bring hailstones. Which type of clouds am I talking about? A. Cirrocumulus B. Altocumulus C. Nimbostratus and D. Cumulonimbus And the answer is option D. Cumulonimbus and one of those, you gave us the wrong answer oh, and told us we were right because you were just messing with us. <laughs> this is such an interesting, it's actually a very effective way to learn, I think, which is kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. yeah. It's like prove me wrong kind yeah, of. Yeah. And like 
knowing that someone's lying to you means you have to pay more attention and focus and scrutinize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas like someone just says, well, this is named after this guy. Like, okay, I hope I remember. Yeah. yeah. Also, the first question sounds like the setup of a joke or something where it's like, it's the time in what's the time in China? You know, like yeah. you start out like if you have all this information, but I think that one might be the lie. Why is that? Because what we ended up calculating was different from what he said. Mm-hmm. And all the others seem okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying my math is perfect, but <laughs> yeah. like that's the only area where I feel like there was something where I could guess about. Right. Where I, there was a discrepancy, a discontinuity <laughs> <laughs> between what I had figured out and what I thought and the correct answer. Mm-hmm. Right. And the guy's name. That one's just a, that's a Hail Mary. See, that's the one that I think might be a lie because I think it's the easiest one to lie. It's just a dude's name. Yeah. And with the Zagreb thing, like, well, you pick a country that he's from and then you say there's an earthquake there. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go with that one and say it's the William Morris Davis one. And, and the earthquake, earthquake was in was near Greenwich. the UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. That could very easily be a lie. Yeah. Even though the fourth one, that was another example of one where it's, you just have to know the name. Right. You can't figure it out. I mean, if you know Latin, you can figure it out. But what 14 year old knows Latin? Yeah. So that's kind of like <laughs> yeah. these kids just memorized it, but we didn't have trouble with it because we also had memorized it once. Right. So like that is one of those areas where you just have to memorize. And so that's what the kids are learning. You right. know, like that's the questions. And it's interesting because usually on the show, we don't have things like that. Right. You can solve them. You can figure them out. You do some thinking. I think those two are like truly what people think of when they think of trivia questions. Yeah. But what's the name of the discontinuity? What's the name of the storm clouds? Like mm-hmm. you either know it or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. We have to find out which one yeah. you lied about. Right. So let's find out. I think it's question one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's the discontinuity. And question two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got question one and two. So question number one is actually correct. Okay. And I'll tell you, well, you can just memorize if you just know. China yeah, sits on the U to C plus eight hours. So you helps. just yeah. add eight. So that was why I was like, from experience, I think Subes is right. Right. But. I went with the math. (laughs) If you want to do the math, I mean, I just threw in the latitude part, which you, as correctly mentioned, (laughs) is completely useless. I just threw that out. You just threw that out. Distracting. Yes. This is what Indian teachers do. They just, you know, add like a lot of. And I was like, this this is not relevant. And just to confuse students, right? So forget latitude. One degree is equal to four minutes. Therefore, 116.24 into four, you get 464.96 minutes. And you divide it by. 60 you get roughly eight hours yeah Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. i rounded too much yeah yeah because if we went we had a whole 20 minutes minus three and then we had the extra like 40 minutes left yeah we i rounded too much yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that brings me to question number two the right answer is actually conrad there is a discontinuity between the continental and oceanic crust this was named after him as Conrad Discontinuity. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is a discontinuity between the crust and the mantle too. No. This discontinuity was deduced by scientists called Mohorovic. Oh, Remember no way. Earthquake, 
earthquake wow. has got nothing to do with continental and oceanic crust. It wouldn't go through the ocean. Right? Right. And you got to go uh, deeper. And there is a discontinuity between the mantle and the core too, named after Gutenberg, oh. the scientist. So it's known as oh, the Gutenberg okay. discontinuity. So they all were discontinuities. That's Correct. such a good question then because yeah. it tests your recall yeah. of the which one was is oceanic. which. Yeah. But also, you just have to memorize that. Yeah. And I never memorized <laughs> that at any point in my right. life. I guess we could have figured that out. Yes, to with be the fair. earthquake hint. Yes, we should have been paying more attention. Yeah. So that's on us. Yeah. Wow, that was very interesting and insightful. Yeah. And I should have known. I should have known. Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. We are finishing up our back to school theme and next month will be Halloween, of course. And if you would like to leave your teachers an apple and you use Apple products, please leave us a rating. It really helps us out to get the show in front of as many people as possible so they can embarrass themselves too. And as always, thanks for listening. Your brain can't get pregnant. Yeah.